You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, McFarlane. McFarlane, everybody. McFarlane Energy, thanks once again for sponsoring the Bradfoe Show. This is another Baseballs and Boring, I don't know, uh, podcast. I don't know if you guys know this. Baseball is indeed not boring, and we have a podcast to prove it. Uh, along after this one, as I just tweeted out, uh, tomorrow I've secured another fantastic guest, John Lester. Courtney, you might know him from such uh, educational films as Chicago Cubs pitcher. Yes? Certainly do. Uh, yeah, there you go. Very big bought beer. Did you partake in the buying of the beer, the John Lester beer in Chicago? You know, I'm, I'm very pissed I missed out on that, even though I'm not a Miller Lite drinker. I would have absolutely part, you know, partook in that. Is partook the right word? Partook or part, partake? partaken? Yes. Partaking. I'm not as I'm not. I'm obviously not a journalist. It's like all good. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm pissed I missed out on that because that was honestly, and again, not a Cub fan, but one of the coolest things a player's done in recent memory. I very much respected it. But you, you know, I'm not going to give anyone your address, but you live near Wrigley, correct? I do, but this was not at a bar near Wrigley. Oh, this it was, wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. It was on Rush Street. Oh, okay. That, now, again, that's not far from me. It's probably, you know, on a good day, 15 minutes, not even. So I could have easily popped down there, but it was on Rush Street. All right. Well, it was we went... several bars, wasn't it? I know just of the one. I believe it was Bush McGuire's was the one. Um, yep. Well, the I... biggest the biggest thing is that we are now going to re- reciprocate. We are going to buy John Lester a beer. I will buy him a Corona Light. Yes. Only the uh, first one, though, because th- his his whole stipulation was only the first Miller. So you yeah, well, feel course. feel free to be stingy yeah. on that. I, I, I never hesitate in being stingy. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, so speaking of that, I think I, I wanted to do this sort of themeish type thing because um, I think it's Courtney. I am so sorry that you are not available for the Jonathan Papelbon Weed Podcast. You have no idea how disappointed I am in that. I would love nothing more than to sit and talk about weed with Jonathan Papelbon. I'm what would be your first question out of that? God, that's a good question. I guess I would ask him if he's an indica or a sativa person. Did he answer that? No, no he didn't. Neither, we did neither Rob nor I asked <laughs> So, so did, first of all, I, and you have to be honest, did you listen to the podcast? I did listen. Okay. So so this is good. Um, in case people didn't don't know, Jonathan Papelbon was on our podcast and talked about two primary subjects. The second one being closer music because Edwin Diaz now has where we were well ahead of the curve with this. Edwin Diaz is closer music is with the trumpets. It's awesome. He breaks that down. But more importantly, which got a lot of buzz throughout the world of uh, journalism, which is Jonathan Papelbon broke down his use of canvas. Um, and you know, some serious stuff. He talked about how getting off pain medications and, and it was important and everything else. And then he uh, revealed things like, you know, when he threw out the first pitch at Fenway last year, he was partaking in cannabis, but, 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 but partaking in cannabis, partaking in can- I was not gonna okay. lie, you sound like a narc. Uh, okay, well, if you listen, there you go. Uh, maybe, maybe I am, uh, maybe that's why I did the podcast, but so. Cordy, having listened to the podcast, because Coop and I were in the middle of it. Yes. We said what we had to say after our after our eyeballs came out from being dropped on the floor and our mouths uh, closed after being like wide open, like what is happening? Um, so what was your takeaways? I actually really, I enjoyed it. Um, I am actually really getting grasping and appreciating athletes coming out and talking about their you know, their, their kind of journey with cannabis and how, you know, they don't, they're realizing pain medication is not where it should be. We, we should not be on that. Doctors are way too quick, especially in the athlete world to prescribe these very harmful chemically induced pain medications that are very addicting, very harmful. And I actually really give him kudos for admitting, Hey, I was on cannabis when I was pitching. It helped me. It was great. Um, you know, I think people are still a little bit more on the taboo side when it comes to cannabis, but more of these athletes and prominent figures coming out and talking about it, I think it's only going to get better and and more universally, you know, I guess, approach to dealing with pain and dealing with anxiety. 
You know, I mean, I think I've personally talked to a lot of athletes that talk about the anxiety aspect of it, mm -hmm. you know, because I think a lot of us, especially, you know, Coop and I, who are diehard fans of our teams, we forget these guys are not machines. You know, they're human beings just like we are. They have anxiety just like we do. And having that sort of outlet has been huge. And I love that they're coming, coming out with this, talking about it more and giving sort of maybe a push to another person to say, hey, if you're struggling with this, give this a try. It's worked for me. I think it's awesome. So when you heard, did anything, and, and all good points, by the way, Courtney, all good points. So, but any, when you heard Papelbon uh, talk about this stuff, and listen, we love Pat because he's honest and because he's goofy and everything else. And, and I knew it was a straight ball right down the middle when yep. Ortiz uh, announces, coincidentally, right after he's inducted to the Hall of Fame, announces his cannabis company. But was there anything that you were like, whoa, that surprised me about that? Even though you know, as you said, you've talked to athletes and other people that this is something that's happened. I guess the biggest shocking thing was hearing that he was partaking in cannabis while he was pitching. <laughs> I mean, I give him credit for it because I only only in the first pitch, though. He said he said that it was when before he got on the bus to take road trips. Yeah. Right. So yep. yeah. Well, because I think back to a story I heard about, you guys remember Mark Burley, the, the yeah. Fox pitcher. He was actually drunk pitching in the playoffs versus the Red Sox that one game, if you recall. And, and he won. In 2005 or? 05. 05. Wow. He came in to pitch relief. He was partaking in the dugout, as they do at times. And he was not expecting to pitch. They threw him in. The guy absolutely mowed him down. Mowed him down. So I think back to that story, obviously alcohol is very different, but it just made me laugh hearing that, you know what, these guys are coming, kind of coming out with their stories. And I think it's great. Again, proving that baseball is not boring. Right. Yeah, I mean, but, even uh, bigger, yeah. even bigger, you know, to one up Mark Beer, uh, Burley is uh, Doc pitching on LSD. Oh, Doc Ellis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's, I don't know if you guys have ever I gotta seen be, it. I'm going to be honest with you. So we have like the Burley, we have the, 2004 Red Sox doing, you know, a shot of, of J, uh, Jack Daniels. Right. Uh, you have, you know, uh, Pat, like, calming his nerves before heading the road trips. Doc Ellis doing the LSD. That's sort of <laughs> next level. That's, right? that's in a world of its own. And then throwing a perfect game. Like, yes. Not just did he get a winner or a complete game, like, perfect game. All <laughs> I mean, those 80s Mets teams, I mean, weren't all of them on Coke? I mean, at least all yeah. of them on Coke? I mean, <laughs> you I know. know, obviously there's – not a whole lot of, you know, benefits to doing Coke where there is benefits to. No, really? <laughs> Man. I know that's a shock to our listener. I got to get a new doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Nick Rivera. Um, so, but it is amazing if we, because around here, you know, we talk about chicken and beer in 2011 and, yep. and Pap obviously he has the video of him where we thought he was going to actually execute a chicken uh, on Twitter. Um, but you know, that was the be all into, oh my goodness, these guys are, these guys who aren't even pitching that day are whatever, drinking beer back up in the clubhouse. And now we're going, now we're hearing stories about, about this sort of stuff. And like, we we're we're talking about it like adults and we can, we can say this is the good and, and the bad and whatever. But if we brought that up in 2011, if Pap said that in 2011, holy mackerel. Correct. Yeah, I mean, it would have been crazy. And, yeah. and now I, I think it's different, right? It is. And I, I, like I said, I mean, I feel like it is becoming a little bit more universally accepted now that it's becoming legalized in a lot of states. You know, I mean, I live in Illinois and it's legal here. You know, and I think it's legal in Massachusetts, isn't it? It is, yes. I'll look at Coop yeah. answering right away. I, 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 uh, I got to write part of the legislation for that. That's my, Ooh, my little tip of the cap. That's, my, that's what put you over life. the top and getting on the podcast. Wow. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't much. It was, I, I don't, I, have you got the plane ticket from PAP to go down to Mississippi yet? Because once he heard that, he was like, get down here. And I don't he know. All, he was all the about it. The minute you said I was a government guy, I think he kind of turned the other he shut, way. He shut down? Yeah. <laughs> he does appear like he's insane, Papelbon. He appears like. Well, he is insane. That's, which is great. That's what you love about him, though. I'm yeah. not missed the conversation. I'm legitimately but, disappointed. But so, but good news, Courtney. Good news. He'll be back. You know how I know he'll be back? He, uh, he was the first. Uh, we're one for one in this. The first to accept the invitation for the first annual Bradford Show Fantasy Football League. Oh, you got the oh. ball rolling on that? Courtney, do you do fantasy football? Yeah, I can absolutely do fantasy football. All right. Well, football you're is in. my second my second passion. So yeah. You're in. 
Coop, I got the ball rolling. Okay. Uh, I, I would, when you would propose that, I was like, all right, we'll see where this goes, but that's awesome uh, yeah. to hear. Yes. Uh, let me, let me, uh, I'll give, give you the exact text exchange because I figure like with Pat, you start with Pap and then everyone else follows, right? That, that's okay. usually how it goes. So I said, uh, are you in for the Bradford show fantasy football league? Go ahead and try and get Pedroy in the crew, which I am, you know? Okay. So, and he says, I'm effing in balls deep. Let's go. I think he's in. I think he's I, in. I'm not positive. It was sort of hazy. In balls deep. You guys yep. appreciate that expression because I know I do. I don't I, understand oh, well. it. Can can someone walk me through that? <laughs> Maybe in a separate uh, text. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that'll be that'll be honestly like I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. When oh you yeah. That just oh, because. God. I mean the shit talking that will go into okay that. so content so let's 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 hash this out before we get to the the main subject which is a a very useful guide to how to uh, go to a baseball game that's not in your town and enjoy it um because it's it's almost the end of summer Cordy, you just went to texas I did. so you boots on the ground boots you, on the ground. You, you basically you went there for the sole reason of doing this podcast i did but before we get to that, we got to hash out this this uh, fancy football idea. All well, right. We have, Tommy Pham, now that he's a Red Sox. Eh, let, uh, Rob, you, you should just, you're in the clubhouse. Just go I up know. there. Uh, every, every time I've, I've interacted, super intense. I'm a little scared. I'm not going to be honest with you. I, I am going to be on that pie. You mean the guy that just openly like slapped another MLB player? Yeah, I mean maybe it's in the back of my head. I am yeah. going to say like, but you, Coop, as the person who basically drove the news cycle at the All Star game, I can by asking Mike Trout about True. right. I mean, will you, will you, Coop, accept this nomination as that person who asked Mike Trout that to be the commissioner of this league? So, Mike Trout. Soft-spoken guy, not too in intimidating to go up to. He's the best baseball player to probably ever play the game. I still felt very comfortable going up to him. Tommy Pham, not the best baseball player to ever play the game. I don't really admire him. Uh, he, Would I, I be pooping myself? Yes. Yeah, no, I'm not asking you for to Tommy Pham's not in the league, okay? I mean, it's no. Oh, I thought you were saying you want me no, to no, go. No, I up. want you to be the commissioner. Oh, the commissioner? Yeah, I I can do the commissioner thing. Okay, all right. Yeah, thought, Courtney, do you I second? Do you second the nomination? I second the nomination. I'm voting. Right. Yeah. Thank here. you. Boom. Yeah. Democracy okay. at its at its finest, right there. I thought you were going to make me as commissioner get Tommy Pham into no, the league. No, no. Not willing to die on that. Yeah. I do want to ask one more question about the cannabis really fast before. We yes. Go. Oh, so can am I? I know you might be a narc, Rob. I'm a little worried. Yeah. Does anyone else on this? Hello, hello, fellow kids. <laughs> Go ahead. Has anyone else partaken cannabis in, on this podcast? Coop, are you a uh, kind of? I have not avidly. No, here's the thing. Uh, so I don't. I I applied all the things that we're talking about. Um, it's sort of like I went so far down this road in life, and I've said this on the radio multiple times, where I never did. So I just get reached a point where I'm like, well, I'm dug in. Like I'm dug in now. Even in your younger days, you never really. Nope. Nope. And so I got to that. So you sort of fended off the, the hardest parts. And so of what, you know, like in like, and now I'm like, eh, I, I feel like I've made it this far. I mean, Honestly, again, it's not, I don't, it's not, it's, it's just me. It's fine. It's all good. Yeah. So listening, you know, listening to one of the shows I listen to is Arian Foster in a, mm. in a PFT commenter. They have a show and they, they talk about, marijuana from time to time and they say that it's so much more powerful right now hmm. they're more potent i should say the word is and uh all i can think about is rob just having an incredible anxiety attack well i i will say to this. I, I, I did like red man like once like red man the tobacco like chew yeah chew kind of different well not in my world like i did it i put that thing i'm like i couldn't stand like i couldn't stand up like i don't know how baseball players play with that stuff well, so, I, I will say for me personally, about a year ago, I did a little bit more than a half of an edible and I had like a two hour meltdown. My dad had to come over and like, Ooh. oh yeah, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry to laugh, but I, I, I mean, in, in hindsight, those stories are always very funny. Cause like at the end of the day, it's just like, well, I just kind of freaked out. Did you out call your days. dad? I did. So he lives about 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes away from me and I I mean, it was like at night, it was like 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, okay, 
who can I call? Who can I call? Who can I call? I'm freaking out. I'm like, I'm just going to call my dad. Screw it. And he came over and like walked me around the block because I was such a, having such a panic attack. It was bad. Really? Was, so yeah. are you, uh, are you more, more um, diligent in terms of like the usage? I, I definitely, yeah. if I dabble in the edibles, I'll do, I'll make sure it's like, you know, very, like very little, like, you know, five milligrams, I would say. I prefer either vaping or an actual joints just because you can regulate that a little bit better than the edibles. Cause you don't know what you're, you're getting. It's like sipping on coffee. Exactly. I exactly. also, I also limit myself to five milligrams of melatonin. So does that count? No, See, that makes me drowsy. That makes me like weird. I don't know. Uh, you know, the, the, the melatonin thing, we're going way down this road, but <laughs> the, the melatonin thing is, is so when you really want to take a nap, like you're just like, I ah, just got to take a nap today. And you, you think, oh, I'm going to take half a mil-. It's never a good idea. Never, ever a good idea. Yep. It's never, ever. Anyway. Pro tip. If you want to take a nap in the middle of the day, take make a yourself a pot of, what? Yeah. Okay. Make yourself, like, make yourself like a pot of coffee. Not a pot, but just make yourself some coffee. Take a nap. Like, have your coffee, take a nap. And uh, caffeine doesn't kick in for, like, a half hour. So you'll get, like, 30 minutes of, like, restful sleep. And that then sounds like, like a it'll kick in idea. and wake you up. Actually- uh, I, that's what I did. That's what got me through college. Really? That's yeah. Weird. That's very oh. weird. That is, you're bizarre. Anyway, you know what? Subtle before the last thing. Subtle thing about Papelbon. You talking about like the supply of it? Where the subtle great story he had was of growing his own. Yeah. Well, yeah. About after I'm, I'm gonna set sort of paraphrase, but not really paraphrase even too much. After I choked out Bryce Harper, they made me see a psychiatrist. And the psychiatrist told me to to grow a garden, so I've grown a garden. Wink, 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 wink. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, what he's saying is that Bryce Harper has led him to do illegal activities. So there hey, and it, it all circles back to what we were saying before the show about uh, you know, if you just do a little bit of therapy, it kind of like goes a long way. It's which <laughs> I think that's a a great transition into um some of our, our White Sox talk and Courtney's travels, seeing yes, the team thank play. You. Yes, there you go. I hope everyone enjoyed. I landed that plane real well. Everyone I hope, give me a round I hope, of applause. I, I hope everyone enjoyed the, uh, the, the rehashing, no uh, pun intended, to the, of the cannabis talk. I think it's, it'll be something we continue to talk about thanks to Papelbon. And like I said, uh, Papelbon will be, has confirmed, first member along with us on the first annual Bradford Show Fantasy Super Football League. And the we question, come up with a name. Be, well, before, I, I wanted to ask this, who would who would you guys want to partake in this as well? The second time that you partake, I don't care. So, Courtney, so if you want to get, if you want to have someone in this league, that's, okay. you know, realistic, you know, we have a Rolodex, we have connections, we have six degrees of separation. There's a who guy that want- Rob's writing a book for. This, I was yeah. That was the man I was going to say. That was the man. You I want was... Joe? Joe. When are we going to do it? When is Joe going to join us for a podcast, by the way? Uh, I don't know. Whenever we ask him. <laughs> that be a thing? That's, we should Rob's, have... Rob's just so sick of listening to him from all the writing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Well, it, listen, the writing's done. The writing's officially done as of last night. So there you go. Awesome. March, March 14th. Get, get ready for the party. Oh, is that a little? Is that is that the first time we're putting that out there? That that's news. What the release date? Yeah, I haven't yeah, heard March fourteenth. Yeah, yeah. Very oh, exciting. Yeah, get ready for the party. That's the best part about it. Best part about it is the party. Um, so uh, yeah. So all right. Well, Joe's in. I can ask him. He's in. Anybody else? Nobody else. I mean, you had already floated the name Pedroia, so I'm. Yeah, well, I'm gonna ask Pedroia, but right. you know, we'll cool, see. Cool, cool. You know, Johnny Gomes. Will Johnny Gomes like that? Oh, Johnny Gomes is in. There's no yeah. question. Yeah. So should we just think, should we just do people that have appeared? Well, I on, figured like, like that's AD. that we'll go down that list, right? Like Gomes and Punto and uh, Holt. Yep. And like Lester's coming on tomorrow. I'll ask him. Um, uh, yeah, but. You keep thinking because AC. I mean, I'm I'm kind of thinking. Uh, I, yeah, we had talked about it. He, he, he won't, won't do, do it. it. No, no, no. Separation of church nah. and state. There. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. He won't do it. But uh, but I feel I, I I think I can get um I might ask some people in like the entertainment industry. Like uh, a good friend of the podcast is um uh Nate Cordry, oh, brother okay. of Rob Cordry, like who's has one of the best. Have you ever seen the movie The Heat with um Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock? I have not. Oh, have you, Coop? I'm not. All right, it was, it was, he's excellent in it. Don't worry about it. 
anyway, so there we'll have people from all corners of this world join us for what is going to be this great, great fantasy football league. I'm Maybe looking forward to it. White Sox uh, beat writers in there, media people. Oh, uh, Merkin. Merkin. Right? Okay. Sure. If he does fantasy football, he's invited. Absolutely. Anybody else? Anybody else in Chicago? No? I'm trying to think. I'll, I'll, I'll spread the word. I'll, I'll, I mean, any? would you allow any Cubs? Like, how, how deep sure. into the Cubs universe would you? is Courtney willing to get? Well, that's the thing. I mean, I, we can do broadcasters. How about bro- like okay. me? Broadcasters. Boog Shambi. Boog, Len, Len Casper. I know Len. Okay. We, we You've got some friends at the score now. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We're big at the score. Yes. Get Mitch. Yeah. Mitch. We, yeah. So anyway, we'll, 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 we should put it out on social media. And by the way, congratulations, Coop. And to Nate, tell Nate the same thing. Over a thousand on Twitter. I mean, for the Bradfoe show, correct? Yeah. The Bradfoe show Twitter yep. account. And you know, it's, it's, it, it might seem people don't understand like for me, what a huge accomplishment that is because that thing has been around for a long time and you basically doubled it in, in just a mere matter of months. So thank you. Thank just you. Just doing, doing my part. Just yeah. on the brand. Yeah. So it's good stuff. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. All right. Well, speaking of good stuff, let's get to brass tack here. This, here we go. This is a very useful exercise because for Red Sox fans, this is the last trip of the summer. It's, it's a rite of passage for during school vacation, during summer, during time off from work and everything else that you make this pilgrimage to these road trips. It's a cool thing. So for Red Sox fans, it's coming up. You have Pittsburgh and Baltimore, which I guarantee you is a sweet spot for a lot of these fans to go to. Wrigley, maybe not as big as Wrigley, but right up there. Pittsburgh, as we've said on the podcast before, awesome, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. In Baltimore, uh, again, awesome. Yeah. So two two great trips coming up. So I figure, like, it is a um, very important service that we can give the listeners is how actually – you should execute um, such an endeavor. And, and like we said, we leave nothing to chance. Our minor league correspondent is actually a minor leaguer, Alex Benellis. When we have to find out exactly what you do when you go cheer for your team on the road, we send Courtney to Texas. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. All right. I have so many questions. Um, so many questions. And Coop, you said you haven't been to a lot of places, but you did come to Chicago with me. So That's true. Go. All right. That's All right. true. But, so we'll let, and we'll let and Chris... I and I lived in a in a foreign land, not a foreign land, but outside of uh, Fenway area for four years when I was down at school. So Nats and uh oh, in Camden. Okay. That's Terrible those were my home away from oh, home. Not, yeah, yeah. So all right. So um, okay, Courtney, I am going to ask you some questions uh, since it's, it's top of mind for you right now. Okay. Uh, so you, you are, I don't even remember talking to you about what you do for your job. I assume it's like a sales, you're a sales. sales. And sales. sales. Okay. Yep. Yep. So you're traveling around a lot. Yes. And I just implore everyone to go follow Courtney on, on social media. Excellent. So, uh, but you go, you're going to the Rangers game. Now you haven't, you hadn't been to this park. How many parks had you been to before this? Before 25. So this 25. is my, yep. Okay. And so. The first step is you identify that you're going to this game. When did you do that? I mean, I'm not talking about actually securing the ticket. But, but, we should talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so when did you say that I'm gonna, I want to go to this game, this series? So I scout out the, the um, road trips as soon as the schedule comes out. Because what I usually like to do, I wasn't able to do with this trip. But because I travel everywhere, 
I like to combine baseball trips and work trips so I can expense it. Very smart. Oh, see, I knew this was going to be useful. Very job. smart. So now I understand not everyone lives like this. So you're not going to have an opportunity to do this, but that's what I do. So I look at the schedule every single time, every year, every year it comes out. I look at it and I say, okay, what makes sense for my work schedule and what makes sense for a ballpark that I have not been to yet. Now there have been not many stadiums I haven't been to yet or um, left at this point. So it becomes a little, you know, okay, where do I go now? I knew I hadn't been to Miami, which I did in June. Mm -hmm. And I was able to expense that because that was a work trip. So what, uh, what are you, for those who are living that same life, yep. what are you able to expense? I mean, you're obviously able to expense, you're already staying at the hotel, you already get the flight, but yep. can you expense the hot dogs and the beer? So I can. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. That goes, that goes as an individual meal. And that's, that's my expense report. That's me having dinner. So oh, that's not bad. It's, it's, so do you do you do like the the specialty like meals that each stadium might have or yeah. anything? Okay, you're not just doing like a regular old dog. Just very very simple, and they don't you know. Luckily, my company is very liberal on the uh, alcohol intake, which for me I very much appreciate that. That's sales. That's good. That's exactly it. And you know everything is you know automated now. I get a little receipt right to my email, and I just expense it. That's awesome. They so. So you go, so you identify this game. Yep. Uh, you go to the game on Saturday, correct? Saturday. Saturday. I flew in Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon. And so you're, do you go out and scout? So this is another question. I think it's legitimate. Do you go around, even though you don't have a ticket, do you scout the area? I do scout the area. Oh, good, good call. I do scout the area. Plus, well, there's a couple things. I knew either way before you know, before I got the ticket the way I got the ticket, I knew I was going to get a ticket eventually from someone somewhere. So I'm like, okay, before I get there, I want to know where the will call is in case, in case I have to go to will call. Um, they were giving away, and I found this out Friday, Pudge Rodriguez is my all-time favorite baseball player. They were giving away his bobblehead that Saturday. Ooh. I mean, you, I could not have planned this any better than how I did it but it was only 10,000 fans. So I'm like- And you found that out Friday by scouting the park. Excellent job by you. Yep, yep. So you gotta kind of get your bearings together, especially like in Arlington where I flew into Dallas Love, which is downtown Dallas. That's a solid 30 minutes away, the ballpark in you know, the new Arlington. So you gotta kind of scout out, you know, how you're gonna get there. You know, how long is it gonna take you? If there's any giveaways, Got to be prepared. I'm all about I, the preparation. That's good. And that's very important because I think people yeah. who only have like one ticket, they just say, oh, we're going to do other things. It's worth the time to take the whatever. And then you also have to scout out where you're pre-gaming or post-gaming, right? Correct? And luckily, New Texas has this whole Texas Live area. It's crazy, right? It's, it's huge. Ins it's insane. And bars are open till 2 a.m. So you go there before. You then wander over with people afterwards and you just kind of hang out. I mean, I'm all about it. That's, that's great. So now, so how ahead of time do you get to the park? Cause you want to soak in anytime any of these people go to a new park, this is the whole idea. You want to go to the new park, but this is what the, ba the, the balance of baseball gives us of waiting around and being excited for what's going to happen. It's a microcosm of the great game, right? You know? Yep. So, yep. so how, early do you get there so for me if you're anything like me i like to get early to places no matter what i don't want to be rushed i want to be able to get my beer and my concessions and all that stuff before i don't want to miss any pitches i don't want to miss anything so for me give yourself at least i would say 70 70 minutes a little bit Ooh. over an hour you care okay. about batting practice i don't okay Ooh, i'm a big batting practice um, proponent are you yeah, I, if I can, if I can get in early, because like, I like to get to my seat and on time. I like to watch some of the guys take batting practice, especially with you know, this year I've been fortunate to go to plenty of games through press credential and everything. But for the Cardinals game, like I was in awe of watching Albert Pujols, and he wasn't really in the lineup that you know whole series. So getting to see some, getting to see him of all people get to hit, 
that's that's a little I gotta, bump so i gotta be honest so a lot of it depends also on the weather right you don't want to be sitting there for two hours an hour and a half before and just like be like it was in kansas city yeah. and just baking yep. and but you know obviously texas has a roof and it's not a problem so so yeah i i either way i have no problem with like the enjoying the great art of batting practice or not or just going and it was important to be there anyway make sure you get your bobblehead that was all i was about to say like at what point is is it worth getting struck by lightning to have a pudge rodriguez uh bobblehead yeah i will say if i was still like the ballpark in arlington and i was going to sit out there roasting it was 100 degrees all weekend i would have sat out there roasting pudge rodriguez i would have you, you really i would have oh, so, that's- wow you have almost died for a bobblehead i would have almost died for pudge rodriguez you guys don't understand we've never actually talked about this i think i talked about it with brock holt a little bit because he's a you did you guy. did yep and he is my all-time favorite so nobody touches what, Pudge. What's the genesis of that? Like, where? For me, just growing, gravitated towards him. Just, I mean, he never, never played for the Sox, right? No, so, I know. Yeah, so you would guess that I would never be that into him. He, for me, he was very old school. He played the game the right way. He did the little things perfectly well. Not only was he phenomenal defensively, but he was phenomenal offensively. You want to argue the steroid thing? I don't really care about that. Um, to me, he did everything the right way. He ran plays out. He hustled. I mean, that's me is the way I view. That's my- good. That's good. That, yeah. that's that's. This is why you're you, you're such a good baseball fan. This is why you're such a good representative of this brand, Courtney. I mean, this I is try. another another great example of this. You so you now can I for- can I just yes? Oh, I was just gonna say I before before you brought up that you got his bobblehead. Like up until this very day. I didn't realize you, that you got a bobblehead. So I had seen oh, wow. a tweet from the night that you had gone and it was just a picture of the field. And it just, it reads secured at Pudge Rodriguez and most importantly, 26 ballpark. I read that. I didn't know that you had gotten a bobblehead at any point. And I just kind of like tossed it a like, and I was just like, maybe she's with Pudge Rodriguez. Like <laughs> he's like captive right now. Like I, I didn't know how to interpret that, but I was just like, I'll throw it a like on that. I literally secured the man. I wish. I wish. <laughs> That's actually very funny. So I'm, I'm glad that he's okay. I'm, he's... I'm a little upset that you didn't get to meet him, but I actually, I met him when he came here to play the Cubs, and he actually had his 300th hits the night I met him. It was at Wrigley Field, and I scoured him out. I met him. We took a great picture. I'll share that with you guys and through a text thread. But I did get to meet the man several years ago. And he was I got a... I, I got good news, Courtney. Yes. We're inviting him to be in the Bradfoe show fancy football league. You being serious? Sure. I mean, I, I don't know him. Yeah, I was about to say an invite's are different than he's joining. <laughs> you could just like throw something into his DM and it's never looked but, at. We, we, but through our connections, through our vast network of, of uh players in baseball, we can probably get a message to him. And you never you never know unless yeah. you ask. You never know unless you ask. He does follow me on Twitter, but like Coop said, I mean, he, I could slide in his DMs and he'll never be never be seen. So who knows? Well, but then again, you never know if he, he, he does see it. I mean, that's that's true. Then he just acknowledges it. Then you have that for yourself. So <laughs> again, you would you almost died. I've repeated this multiple times, but I still want to reiterate: you almost you would have been willing to die for this bobblehead, which which I think is the the litmus test of any baseball fan. So you get there, you yep. get the bobblehead. You're about an hour and a half before the game, correct? That would be about accurate. Yep. Okay. Good seats? Very good seats. Okay. Very good seats behind home plate. Always appreciate it. I like that infield view. Yeah. So that, the game's in the infield for me. I'm not into bleacher seats. I don't like the outfield. I'm an infield girl. Do you walk around the park? I walk around the park. Okay. Because as you, as you guys know, some of these newer stadiums, they have little bars now. They have little breweries. So you gotta, you know, you gotta walk around and see what's available, what the food options are. You know, I mean, I saw something called the Texas Twinkie, which was wild. Wait, did, that? Please yeah, elaborate. Like, like a Twinkie full of like barbecue. Or That's what? literally what it was. That is awful. I mean, That's I'm terrible. like, was it I'm good? Like, did you try it? I was, oh, I was so close. I went with the brisket nachos, which were phenomenal. Yeah, those. That sounds good. Brisket nachos. Can't go wrong with brisket. Correct. Correct. But I was freaked out by the Texas Twinkie. It was literally a Twinkie drenched in barbecue. Now, um, I, I, I kind of want to try that. What is, 
what is uh if you what i, I was going to say partaking but i'm not going to do that again what what is what is the alcohol uh, beverage of choice great question i usually start with a margarita usually and, and that wasn't hard to find at the ballpark very easy to find okay i gotta tell you though 24 bucks for a margarita what 24 what that's correct was it like was it in like a plastic helmet it was <laughs> it kind of was it kind of was it was a double it was a double margarita so it was in like one of those like cooling have you seen these cups that keep the, the beverage really cool yes and it was like had i mean it had salt on the rim it was you know nicely done 24 bucks first of all I, there's a couple takeaways here number one you work for the greatest company of all time that they're going to expense a 24 dollar margarita that is and that's exactly it so i wasn't afraid to do that because i'm like okay i can still expense this no big deal just add it to my food you know i mean no big deal i'm trying to picture these drinks like at fenway park fenway park no thrills like they just hand you like a it's it's beer or a seltzer water so so what we do like after the game if we're there after we write or do whatever we do and then we walk through the stand so you really get a vision in the in the cup holders of what people were drinking and 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 I can tell you, top two this year, not even close, not even close. Bud Lights yep. and High Noons. Huh? Yeah. How is I wonder your why High Noon? I'm not what? Noon. I wonder why High Noon. I've I've never had. And, them. and I think I've... maybe Truly too. So like seltzers, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seltzers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, Gotta so watch I the mean, calories. Yeah. yeah, but no, no twenty-four dollar margaritas. I mean, this twenty-four dollar margarita. Oh, man, twenty and and. So you start with a $24 margarita. Yep. You have the the the, the, the nachos with the brisket. Yep. Right? And you're just sitting there. How much, when you have, have secured all that, this is very important for everyone sort of trying to get their bearings when they go to these parks. You, you're settled in. How long do you have for, for first pitch before, while you're consuming these things? I probably sit there half hour, 20 minutes before first pitch. Okay. Just relax, get your bearings together. I like to finish my food before the game starts, ideally. Ooh. It's different. Everyone has a different style. I like to be free to kind of relax, not worry about food, and just kind of take in the game and not worry about anything. And we should clarify, you were by yourself, right? By myself. Okay. I was just about to ask. So rolling solo, solo dolo Going to baseball solo. games. So which Primo. leads you which leads me to two questions. Number one, you talk to other people around okay. you. Oh yes. In you fact, do. I talked up I talked up the podcast to a family. Was it a family of the White Sox? A family of the White Sox, yes. Oh, what do tell awesome. so they're gonna they're gonna listen to this episode and just they're gonna yeah. start off with us hearing it like weed talk. So that's great. And they have like four year old kids too, so it's great. Oh, which, even which, which 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 they aren't gonna listen. Which family was it? They did subscribe. Her name was Hillary. So hello, Hillary and Dan. If uh, if you're listening, we love you. Were they, they were they parents? They were friends of someone in the White Sox front office. This guy. Oh, said, okay. Not yeah, okay. It wasn't okay. a player, but okay. involved with the White Sox nonetheless. And they did she, subscribe. Oh, oh, excellent. Thank you. Thank you, Courtney. <laughs> uh, and then the other, the other question I have about, and I find this fascinating about where, like, so. As, as you know, Coop knows, my go-to is taking awful selfies, right? In broadcast booths. I wasn't going to say awful selfies. Well, I was are, just going to say selfies. Awful. It's hard. Like, it's, like, broadcast booths are hard because I know that the Chilean miners had this problem too, right? Same sort of deal. Where they had they were, everything backlit, backlit right? You, you, it's, it's difficult. I power through. But so, Courtney, you, do, you, I look, you don't take a lot of selfies. You have people take pictures. So how does that work when you're going, if for someone who's going to a ballpark by themselves, they don't want to take a selfie. They just want to take a photo of themselves at the game. What do you, what's the protocol? Honestly, you just gotta, you gotta have the balls to go up to someone and be like, Hey, you know, this is my first time at globe life from Chicago. Do you mind, you know, taking a quick picture of me? I will give, Credit though, Scott Merkin took that picture of me at Globe Life. So, oh, okay, you did. Okay. 95% of the time though, it is strangers. I usually ask women because women understand women pictures. You know, yep. you understand. I they understand know the that. Angles. They know the angles. I'm not going to ask some, you know, 65 year old guy. It's just not going to happen. So, I'll go up to a woman, ask her. And usually, and I always say, if you need a picture, let me know. I'll be happy to return the favor. And more times than not, 
I end up taking a picture of them with their friends, family. You just gotta be one with the people, Rob. Just gotta be one with the people. Save that. that that's basically put that on the bumper stickers, Coop. Put that, put that on the just, be one with the people. Be one with the people. All right, Bradford Show. Be one with the people. So, all right. Well, that's that. Answer, that's a very useful thing, I think. So, the takeaway there is so far this 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 regroup. You get to the ballpark or you scout the day before. Scout the day you before. Get to the ball, you get to the ballpark early. Make sure that you secure the bobblehead that you'll die for. Yep. You 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 scout out the best eating and drinking options. You have all your uh, $25 margaritas and brisket nachos in hand well, at least a half an hour before. Please. So when first pitch is being thrown, you they are you are free and clear. Yep. That you can that you can also be free and clear to be brave and ask people, preferably people of um, the female gender. Ideally. I think that, I think that would go for both men and females who want their picture taken because I agree. I, I might, yes. I'm not going to ask my dad to take my photo. So um, yeah. So uh, so, so you get all this done. Yeah. First pitch. It's already That's already right. great experience. This is already a useful yep. exercise. So now, and you're talking to people. Very much, always. In fact, during like the fifth inning, and we're talking, I mean, I, I got to give Rangers fans credit. If you were there Saturday, you would never guess the Rangers are where they are. That crowd was hot. It was like 35,000 people. I mean, they were they were into every pitch, but they did something that you should never do in front of me. They started a wave. Ooh, oh, yes. I did want to get to this. They so started a wave. So, the, so you're sitting there. I want to, before we get to the wave, are you a vocal fan? Like, and so I see in Coop, you can appreciate this because you've been to ballparks or where you're a visiting fan. I see people say, I paid for the ticket. I paid, you know, for uh, this, this uh, plane. I paid for the hotel. I am going to be, I don't want to say obnoxious, but I am going to be vocal and I'm going to make sure that everybody knows that I'm a fan of X. Right. And you, yep. you get that more than you do at like a regular game at a home ballpark. Well, like there's, there's an investment that you're making sure that you're getting the payoff of. It. So I, do you feel that way? I do not. Okay. So, Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I see actually in our section, they tried to start a very boisterous, let's go White Sox chance, which I don't mind. I don't mind. Uh, so, like, if you're in a group of people, I think that's different. If you're just, I, if it's just you, and you're just like yelling at people, the punch that you get, you deserve that. Fully agreed. Fully agreed. And I will never walk into someone's opposing or someone's home park as an opposing fan and be obnoxious, get into it with people. Like, in fact, I'll give you an example. I had a fan, like a couple rows in front of me, guy wearing a cup shirt. I'm like, why? why? And that, it pisses me off because it's the Cubs, but I'm like, I have been to so many opposing stadiums when the White Sox aren't even playing, and I'm not th that idiot wearing a Sox shirt. Yep. I'm wearing normal clothes, you know? I'm never going to be that idiot that needs to be seen. Everyone needs to know who my team is. I'm there to enjoy the game, be respectful, see a new park, and that's it. Treat it so, as a night out if, you're not, if your team's not playing. That's exactly it. When I was in Miami, I, I had Marlins and, you know, Nationals. I wore regular clothes. I'm not wearing a sock shirt. Yeah, well, well played. And you, and as the first podcast we did, I think that I asked if you ever got in a fight. Um, so I won't even ask you if you got in a fight at a ballpark because we know not to mess with you because you are like a black belt. Or That's something. correct. That's correct. And I have you, told people to f off before in parks. You have. I have. Yeah. At, at a visiting gone? park. Not not so much at baseball stadiums, football stadiums. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so before we get to the wave, have you you've done this where you've gone to to football opposing football stadiums, right? Yep. Is it any different? Oh, it's horrible. I don't recommend it. Actually, I actually hate going to opposing teams' stadiums for football. I hate it. Hot take: Football Live stinks. I don't disagree. It's better on TV. I yeah, it's a TV sport. Especially yeah. NFL. College is different. I I like the atmosphere of college and everything, unless you're going to Boston. So college so one of one yeah. of the things, this is a spoiler, you're gonna have to pay twenty uh four ninety five for the rest. But you know, when Joe did this in, in the book, Joe does an interview with Rob Manfred. And mm -hmm. I'll just just summarize this in saying one of the things that Manfred says 
is that baseball is by far the best user experience in person for fans. And I can't even argue with it. Like, I, I can't, right? It's I, sort of like, all, and this is why we're doing this podcast today. It's the whole thing that you're talking about. And it's also probably the most affordable, right? I mean, yeah, if you don't yes. get a $25 margarita, yes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, listen, between the, the, the brisket nachos couldn't have been cheap either. Let's no, they were probably about 25 bucks from what I recall. <laughs> no big deal. No, did, just, a, did, just a couple of tortilla chips and some, you know, beef. So, so did you, did you pregame at all? I did pregame. I went to a bar in Texas Live. I went to a brewery. Okay. Had a set of beers. Okay. And so I probably left the hotel. The game was at six. Probably left the hotel around three. Okay. Game. All right. Well, good work. Yep. And then, but when the game, <laughs> you like that? Great, too, great right? job there. Good job. <laughs> uh, but you, you, when the game's going on, you're sort of you're you're not you're making a lot of runs to the the twenty five dollar margarita stand. Luckily, where my seat was, it was a bar right in back of me, which was phenomenal. I mean, we, we, requ we requested that. I was going to say, I had a feeling you requested it. You yeah. knew you knew who you were dealing with. You're like, I don't care where you put her, put her next to a bar. Coop, no, that's that's the time arm tradition of the podcast. We only sit near bars. That's so. it. That's it. Right, is Coop? That, is it? Uh, where else you didn't, have get, we? you I mean, didn't get that memo? No. No, I never do. Oh, all right. I always Forget. get shoved in the back of the press on a box area. <laughs> you got to. Uh, so anyway, the game goes on. It was a terrible game. Awful game. I mean, I was I was sort of following it. I'm like, oh man, this is such a bad game. Terrible. It's, so, but do you, you stay for the whole game though? I do. You, ever, you never leave early. I mean, unless it's like that wonderful Red Sox game you guys all witnessed, where it's 27 to eight. That oh. Then I'm leaving. Then yeah. I'm leaving. Well, now Punto, no. Punto stayed for the whole thing, right? He said? Yeah. yeah. He's a grinder, man. Because I, yeah. Would... Yeah. I would. Yeah. I mean, have... he's not at Fenway too often. You kind of have to that's take true. in all night. But that's my point is if you go to a opposing park, you sort of, you're going to ride it out as long yeah. as you possibly can. Yeah. If, so, if I was if I was at Sox Park, my, you know, guaranteed rate field, Sox Park, I would not have stayed for that entire game. I would have been, all right, ain't nothing, I'm out. So the biggest question here is Globe Life Park, stock standard or not stock standard? Someone asked me this. I give it a B. It looks like it looks like Houston a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's not terrible. I, I say it's. I would say I'd give it a solid B. And the atmosphere helps. The, the atmosphere is pretty solid. I will say. That's not bad for a new stadium. Yes. That's a, that's a solid quality rating. Better than better than Miami. Much better than Miami. Yes. Okay. Okay. Better than Houston? Better. Uh, yeah, it's better than Houston. I would say it's better than Houston. Better than uh, better than guaranteed uh, rate field? Never. Never. <laughs> Never. You're not you're going to die on that bridge. I will die on that hill happily. Hill, yeah. Happily. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so the wave. Mm. Okay. So the wave is something that like I thought went away for a while. <laughs> and then came back. I'm, I'm, so, do you not what, go to Fenway every game? Yeah, but I think uh, it went away for a while. I no, do. It's that happens every game at Fenway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. So, Courtney, when the wave comes around, you see the wave starting to percolate, right? What? What you're like? Oh, you got to be kidding me! There's, really? Really? I'm, I'm like, it's the fifth inning, and at this point, I think it was like four nothing Rangers. So it's not like the game was completely out of hands. And I'm like, how this is not, you guys are not real baseball fans. If you're coming there, again, we talked about going into stadiums, kind of acting like an idiot, being obnoxious. To me, you're not paying attention to the game. You're not being respectful of the game. And what's the point? It's just, it's, it's stupid. So you asked the question about me talking to people, which I always do. There are these two women in front of me, big Rangers fans. They're probably about my age, give or take. And they were kind of eyeballing around the stadium, too, when the wave was percolating. And as soon as it came to our section, one of the women stood up and said, F you people, sit your asses down. Was she serious? Texas is Dead sick. Serious. Texas is sick. <laughs> I grabbed her and okay. I, said, I said, you are my new best friend. She's like, she's like, I cannot stand the wave. I'm like, you have no idea what that does to me. I cannot stand it. Okay, I'm so... When she keep stood one, up, did her gun? One. Wait, wait, wait oh. I got a question. Okay. When she stood up, did the gun fall out of her holster? <laughs> is 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 Globe Life uh, open carry? 
You know what? what no, oh, no, 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 no. Put a mask on. No, no, because I, I, you know how I know this? Because Houston, every, walking out of that building as much as I did last week, there's huge no guns. No guns. Oh, really? Yeah, no guns. I don't think I saw that at Globe Life. It, I would not. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past them. Okay. I, I wouldn't either. Right. Um, but wave or the beach ball, which is worse? Beach ball doesn't bother me as much. It doesn't you bother. You say that until it hits you in the head. Well, that's true. And I've never gotten hit in the head before. Okay. But have you gotten hit in the head before by a beach yes. ball? Yes. Oh, you have. I mean, like, it was like when I was like smaller. I mean, it's also a beach ball. It's nothing traumatizing. Uh, it was weird. It was right next to Joe Castiglione in the, in the broadcast. Yeah, it, it somehow came all the way up. A huge yeah. gust of wind. Uh, which, by the way, Boston is actually the windiest city, not Chicago. Oh, oh. Um, I feel like though, this is, this that's is, like more of like a political thing. I know yeah, it's, it's a joke, but right, this is this is this is the post show podcast. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but I will. So this, I'm going to morph this into the the Red Sox world, Courtney. You've been to Fenway Park, yes. Um, so, and Coop knows this. Like one of the big topics of conversation, not really, but a topic of conversation is Sweet Caroline, swinging, sw- singing Sweet Caroline, right? In the eighth inning. Yeah. Um, now, every time there's a game like 28 to five and they're losing and there's people singing Sweet Caroline, people are saying, What are you doing? Why are you celebrating? This is awful. Yep. Before I'll ask Coop, like yeah, what uh, what is your what is your take on what if, as an outsider like what if what what would be your feeling on this well my feeling on it was when i went to fenway i couldn't wait for sweet caroline just to kind of experience that and i will say i kind of feel that same way about like the seventh inning stretch which i always enjoy like if the socks are getting blown out at home i don't leave until after the seventh inning stretch like to me that's tradition i want to be a part of that i want to experience that so I kind of feel the same way about Sweet Caroline. I agree that, you know, they're standing up, they're singing. It looks silly after, you know, a 28 to 5 loss. But I feel like that's kind of their thing. You know, fans look forward to that. I'm actually okay with that. All right. Cool. I, I'm never one to yuck someone's yum. Uh, but it's the most infuriating thing in the world when you're losing. Um, it, and it's also kind of like even, even when they're not winning in like convincing fashion, it's still kind of like, all right, let's just get the game going so that we can kind of finish this up. But some some really cool Red Sox moments happen when, um, like, I believe it was, I don't think it was Shane Victorino, but it was during the 2013 World Series where uh, they come back from the commercial break at the bottom of the eighth, Red Sox are getting up, and uh, you still hear the crowd oh, singing yeah, it. Listen, when, like, when that's it, a cool moment. Yeah, like, when it hits, it hits. I mean, there's no yeah. question about but it. But, like, but middle of July, you're losing by 20-something It should be, like, the like Jackie Moon, if you score 115 points, you get free tacos. You know, like, the – it should be, like, if you're if you're losing by more than 10 runs, you're not swinging yes. sweet. Then, yeah, it's, right? read the room. Yeah, yeah, read, read the room. room. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so when it, when it comes to the overall experience, um, the fan demographic is the next thing to check off here. We know Fenway in the last two years, the fan demographic has plummeted. People are pouring beer on their face. Yep. You know, they're, you know, it's just crazy. It's different. You're yep. making, and, you're making my, my age demographic sound like degenerates, which we are. Well, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, like, only when, I can say that. And they're leaning into it too, which they should, like they should, it's, it's, they should. I mean, they should show the you know the kids pouring beer on their face because yep. it's like, hey, the, the this is where the fun's the at. Cute little kids could only last so long. It's put that on the bumper stickers. Um, but uh, I don't know if I want that on my car. No, don't put that on there. Uh, what was the demographic there? What was it? What was was it older? Was it younger? Was it what? I'd say it was a lot of families. Um, okay. I would say the mixed demographic. Um, I'd say mostly our section was a lot of families, obviously, certainly White Sox families too. So, but when I was walking around, I mean, I didn't see shockingly a lot of like what I like to call yahoos walking around, you know, there was actually a decent crowd, you know, like you talk about, you know, fan demographics, like, you know, with the Cubs, with their little cup snake that they do in, you know, the bleachers, you guys have seen that, like that kind of- It's more of a scene, right? I mean, it's more of a thing to do, right? Right. Right. Okay. How about the White Sox? Has the demographic dropped in the last couple of years or no? I would say it has, um, yeah. especially in the bleachers. You know, I mean, there's a ton, ton of fights out there, a ton of ton of stuff that goes on that gets a little out of control. So, yeah, I would say in the in the last few years it's gone down. I, I would okay. agree. All right. Well, 
So Coop, I have nothing against I, nothing against your friends. All right, they're welcome anytime. Oh, not Hello, never, friends. never my friends. Yeah, I only friends. I only run with a classy crowd. Hello, fellow kids. Um, yeah. so, uh, how long was the game, Courtney? Game was not as long as you would think. It was probably right around three hours. Okay, so three hours. You you've done all this stuff. It, it, be, besides the score and being a crappy game, it was a good time, right? Correct. Okay. Okay. And I, I was thrilled with the experience. Um, I got to see a lot of good people. Um, got to support the boys on the road, which is always fun. So, yeah, I give it a solid 9 out of 10. With and only because of the score. You know, I would give it a 10 out of 10 if it weren't for the score. But it was it was a good trip. I feel like there's a lot of useful information. And then, the, obviously, the last part of it is the commitment of keeping it going, right? So, it's... It was, well, it was a Saturday. So, like, when you're going to the – I know exactly what you're talking about. There's, yep. like, a beer hall across the street. Yep. It's enormous. So, is there, like, okay, you know what? Pre-game, game, post-game. It, it, was there a commitment to going out after? There was. And you'd be proud of me, and I think Coop would be proud of me. I closed down bars Friday and Saturday. Would it be? Fuck that. All right. That was – that was – and I actually had – um a White Sox beat writer saying to me, he goes, you know, I got to say, I'm a, it wasn't Scott Merkin. I was going to say, does it rhyme with Smirkin? It was not Smirkin. <laughs> Scott Merkin. It was Daryl Van Scowen of the Sun-Times. And he goes, okay. I got to say, for a small woman, you can put him down. All right. Okay. Like, All right. See? See? Uh, I, well, I you're bearing. So was it with, with, was it with the uh, Fifth Estate or whatever, the journalism people? <laughs> It was, but the journalism people. Okay, yeah. the journalism. Well, then we know like that's gonna that's gonna go into the wee hours. Very much, very yeah. much. Tom and, and, Brady, Tom Brady, George W. Bush, Courtney mm-hmm. Finnecum, all people that can put them down. That's oh, put that on a shirt. <laughs> put that on a shirt. <laughs> well, I like that with authority. Let's I go. That. That's so, why I'm the ideas right. guy. You you are an idea yeah. guy, <laughs> and, and so. Courtney, if you could now, every time you close down a bar, you leave a bar when you walk out, can you just scream Bradford, <laughs> please? Or, or or baseball is boring. Your pick, your choice. I mean, if I'm getting arrested ever closing down these bars, I'm going to say, hey, Bradford, he's got my he's got my bail. Just cons- yep. he'll get me out. We that's what we do. We have well, to- emphasis on just Bradford because if you say Bradford show, then I'm also on the hook for getting the bail. Well, you're a you're a legal representation in fairness. I'm not. So for all for all intents and purposes, I'm not a lawyer. I cannot represent you legally. Anything that you say that I say on here cannot be taken seriously. Should and it should never. That's be the taken worst seriously. disclaimer of all time. All Thank right, you. I feel like we 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 did God's work here. I think we did this. This was very useful. This is very important. As I said, the Red Sox fans are going to Pittsburgh and Baltimore, which is going to be that's going to be a great trip for. All. I know a lot of people are going. Very useful information for them. You going on any more trips, Courtney? I'm trying to finish up in uh, San Diego because that's oh, one. yeah, very nice that? spot to when finish. When is that? That is their last road trip, so I think that's end of September. Okay, that's cool. we should road. make it. We should make a trip out there. I was just gonna suggest that. We L- LA already sunk my budget, so we're, we're <laughs> wow. Odyssey's got to pick up the tab on that one. I mean, it's 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 with the realm of possibility. Let's just put yeah. it that way. We should do a podcast live from Petco. Well, we should do what we should do is we should have a actually a live podcast, another baseballs and boring party, because yes. Uh, yes. assuming yes. that assuming that um, that there's no injuries, knock on wood, Very we much. will have we will have the ambassador there. Yes. to part to partake, and I'm predicting, and I've said this on multiple media outlets, including national media outlets, I think on MLB Network Radio, that I think the White Sox are the sleeper team and are going to the playoffs. Like, above any of these – they have the easiest schedule. They do. They have the most talented team. That's, science would suggest that's a good combination. Dropping games to the Rangers, though. That's correct. Not, so they won. What, they split that they, series? They split it, Yeah. Yeah. Got a win series at this point. Who do they play now? Kansas they, City. They're in Kansas City, but they, they can't beat Kansas City. They cannot Neither can the Red Sox. Neither can the Red Sox. Kansas City got all their wins out of the way. All right. All right. That's good stuff. And so as, to recap, everyone should go back, listen to this three times to get their bearings, to know what to do when they go to an opposing park. 
Also, we are launching the first annual Bradfoe Show Fantasy Football League. Uh, we welcome any suggestions, of realistic suggestions of people who should be in the league. We do get a cap it. We threw out a lot of names. Yeah. We we got a cap. What are we? What are fantasy football league? Like twelve. Twelve is okay. typically the max. Yeah. Twelve. Okay. Also, we got to make it easier on me since I'm commissioner. Oh, that's okay. True. So we are we already have four, us and Papelbon. Okay. And and I'm fairly confident of some others. So uh, yeah, so we have that going for us. A lot going on. But all right, well, thanks to everybody. Subscribe, follow, rate, listen, all the above.